Hello, my name is Charmaine Espinosa, and I'm a postdoctoral research associate working with Dr. Hans H. Stein. Ever wonder how pharmacological levels of dietary copper improve growth performance of pigs? Well, here in this podcast, I'll be discussing one of the research we have conducted at the University of Illinois looking at the effect of copper hydroxychloride supplementation on growth performance and its relation on the abundance of genes involved in lipid metabolism of growing pigs. Several research demonstrated that supplementing copper to diets fed to pigs at 75 to 250 milligrams per kilogram reduces post-weaning scoring and also improves average daily gain and gain-to-feed ratio of pigs. And one of the hypothesized mechanisms of copper in improving growth performance is that copper may have the ability to improve animal fat utilization and enzymatic activity. As you may know, copper is involved in metabolic reactions and also a component of several metalloenzymes which may stimulate enzyme activities involved in nutrient digestion. Addition of high concentration of copper may therefore increase lipase and phospholipase A activities in the small intestine, which may result in increased absorption of fatty acids and improve growth performance. And just to give an example, we conducted a growth performance experiment at the University of Illinois where we wanted to determine if copper hydroxychloride exerts some positive effect in our swine research facility. And here we demonstrated that copper hydroxychloride, represented here in orange bar, resulted in a greater average daily gain and also in an improved gain-to-feed ratio. We then hypothesized that these observed improvements in growth performance were due to the effects of copper in improving energy and fat digestibility. However, we demonstrated in our previous research that yes, copper supplementation improves the apparent toll tract digestibility of fat, but if we take a look at this data, we can observe that supplemental copper did not improve the true toll tract digestibility of fat. Therefore, the improvement in the apparent toll tract digestibility of fat upon copper supplementation was only due to the ability and bacteriostatic property of copper in reducing the endogenous loss of fat from 11 to 7 grams per kilogram dry matter intake. The lack of effect of copper on the true toll tract digestibility of fat further supports the results that Kobol and others demonstrated in their research where here we can observe that copper supplementation in diets for finishing pigs did not increase the mRNA expression of proteins involved with digestion, such as copper transport protein 1 and fatty acid binding protein in the mucosal layer of small intestine in pigs. So, if it's not due to digestibility, copper may have some effects on the post-absorptive metabolism of lipids since in other species, it was demonstrated that inclusion of 45 mg per kilogram of dietary copper in diets for rabbits improved body mass gain by upregulating the mRNA transcription of fatty acid transport protein and fatty acid binding protein in skeletal muscle. Supplementation of copper to diets also increased lipogenesis and fatty acid uptake in fish by upregulating the mRNA transcription of fatty acid synthase 
and acetyl-CoA carboxylase in intestinal tissue. Therefore, it is possible that copper will also exert similar effects in pigs. However, the effect of supplementing dietary copper above the requirement on post-absorptive lipid metabolism in pigs is limited and remains inconclusive. Therefore, the objective of this experiment was to test the hypothesis that supplementation of copper hydroxychloride at 150 mg per kilogram to diets improves growth performance by upregulating the mRNA transcription of genes involved in post-absorptive metabolism of lipids. 32 pigs were randomly allotted to two experimental diets. The first diet is formulated based on corn, soybean meal, and distillers' dried grains with solubles. And the second diet was formulated as the first diet with the exception of adding 150 mg per kilogram of copper from copper hydroxychloride. Experimental diets were fed to pigs for 28 days, and on the last day of the experiment, one pig per pen was sacrificed for us to be able to harvest liver, skeletal muscle, and adipose tissue. Weights of pigs and their feed intake were recorded to analyze data for growth performance. Harvested tissues were used to analyze expression of genes involved in lipid metabolism. Tested genes involved in lipogenesis include acetyl-CoA carboxylase and fatty acid synthase. Tested genes also include lipoprotein lipase, which hydrolyzes the triacylglycerol component of chylomicrons and very low-density lipoproteins to monoglycerides and free fatty acids. Tested genes involved in the catabolism and oxidation of fatty acids include hormone-sensitive lipase and carnitine palmitol transferase 1 or CPT1, and genes that belong to the nuclear receptor family include peroxisome proliferator activated receptor alpha or PPAR alpha and peroxisome proliferator activated receptor gamma or PPAR gamma. Lastly, we also tested for genes involved in the uptake and transport of fatty acids, which are fatty acid binding protein, fatty acid transport protein, and cluster of differentiation 36 or CD36. Moving on with the results, this figure shows the overall gain-to-feed ratio of pigs fed the controlled diet here in blue bar and pigs fed the diet containing copper hydroxychloride in the orange bar, and this representation will be the same in the following slides. Same as what we observed in previous experiments, pigs fed the diet containing copper hydroxychloride had greater gain-to-feed ratio compared with the control. And let's figure out how can we possibly explain these consistent improvements? These graphs shows the mRNA abundance of genes in a subcutaneous adipose tissue. Here we can observe that there were no differences in these tested genes among treatments. However, the expression of lipoprotein lipase and fatty acid binding protein 4 increased when copper hydroxychloride was added to the diet. The observed increase in the expression of lipoprotein lipase upon copper hydroxychloride supplementation is possibly due to the role of copper as a cofactor of the activator complex of lipoprotein lipase, where the activation of lipoprotein lipase is influenced by apolipoprotein and divalent cations. 
This then indicates an increased uptake and utilization of fatty acids from the hydrolysis of the triacylglycerol component of chylomicrons, which is possibly the reason of the increased expression of fatty acid binding protein 4 upon copper supplementation. Supplementation of copper hydroxychloride also tended to increase the mRNA abundance of CPT1, indicating an increased synthesis of ATP due to enhanced oxidation of fatty acids. Going now to the liver, here we can observe an increased expression of CD36 and a tendency for an increased fatty acid binding protein 1 upon copper supplementation. And this may indicate increased uptake of fatty acids by hepatocytes. Lipids in the liver may originate from non-esterified fatty acids and lipoprotein remnants formed from the action of lipoprotein lipase. The increased expression of lipoprotein lipase in the adipose tissue upon copper supplementation may have increased the concentration of non-esterified fatty acids and remnant particles in the plasma membrane. This increased flux of fatty acids may have activated and increased the abundance of fatty acid binding protein 1 and CD36 in the liver because these genes have high affinities for fatty acids. However, no difference was observed for the remaining genes. And in the muscle, no differences among treatments were observed in these tested genes. However, a tendency for an increased abundance in PPAR-alpha was observed upon copper supplementation, which may indicate an increased uptake of fatty acids in skeletal muscle by pigs fed a diet containing copper hydroxychloride. PPAR-alpha favors upregulation of genes involved in the uptake and oxidation of fatty acids, and this may have improved fatty acid oxidation and subsequently increased synthesis of ATP. And the bottom line here is that it is possible that the observed improvement in growth performance of pigs fed the copper-supplemented diets may be a result of improved lipid metabolism with a subsequent improvement in energy utilization. In conclusion, supplementation of 150 mg per kilogram of copper from copper hydroxychloride to the controlled diet improves gain-to-feed ratio of pigs which we have consistently demonstrated in our research. This improvement may be partially explained by the ability of supplemental copper and increasing the mRNA abundance of genes involved in the uptake, transport, and oxidation of fatty acids. With that, I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge micronutrients and agri-specialists for their financial support and of course to all members of the Stein Monogastric Nutrition Laboratory for helping us in executing this research. Thank you for listening, and if you would like to learn more about other topics in nutrition, you can visit our website at nutrition.ansai.illinois.edu.